Teresa Rowe. To find out more about Shape by Faith and Teresa Rowe, please visit shapebyfaith.com or visit the YouTube channel, Facebook, or Instagram. And now, here is Teresa Rowe. Welcome to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. I have a special guest on Shape by Faith today, Jordan Wilson. He is the Development Director at Friends of Sinners in Owensboro, Kentucky. He is married to his beautiful wife, Kaylee. They have a three-year-old son. His name is Knox and a one-year-old daughter, and her name is Lemon. He is also the Youth Director at his church in Henderson, Kentucky, and congratulations, Jordan. You are a published author. The title of his book is Jesus Greater Than Drugs, The Only War Won by Surrender. I love the title. But welcome, Jordan, to Shape by Faith. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. Absolutely. Um, we're going to get into your book and the purpose behind it. And let you explain that. Um, but I, of course, on social media have seen that you have, uh, what you were on the 700 club. Is that correct? Yeah. They, uh, filmed my story at my house in Henderson, uh, in November and that's going to air, uh, the week of Easter. That is awesome. Um, I got to be on the 700 club one time. I got to fly out there. And, uh, that was an experience. Um, but that is awesome. Um, you know, b- before we were, um, starting this show, I, I just, I know that you said yes to God and that you're being obedient to Him. Um, but I want you to give our listeners, if they have not heard your story before, I would love for you to give them your background before you started working at Friends of Sinners. Sure. Yeah. So <clears throat> I was raised in a good Christian home. Uh, my parents, they stayed together up until I was an adult. Uh, I had an older brother. He's five years older than me. And we were active in church, active in sports, kind of, you know, the model family. I mean, we even had dinner together most nights. Um, and I remember being a freshman in high school and I really, I did. I love the Lord. I was a good kid and I love the Lord. Um, and after I played baseball for my high school and Right after base, right after school for the day, I would go directly to baseball conditioning. And after baseball, I would go home very tired from the day, but I would still spend time with the Lord because I just loved them. Um, fast forward about a year, I get my first girlfriend, and she wasn't a bad girl. You know, I met her in church. But the problem was uh, I took my eyes off, eyes off of Jesus and pursued that relationship. And so that kind of created a snowball effect of slowly drifting away from my relationship with Christ and the church. Um, and as I'm doing that, I'm lowering my standard on the things that I'll do. I start going to parties. I started drinking. I started smoking weed. Um, and one thing that I had always done as a hobby was I lifted weights. And I started dabbling in anabolic steroids. So I, uh, after a few years of doing this, like I'm not the same person uh, I'm not going to church anymore. I'm not getting one-on-one time with the Lord anymore. And it gets to the point to where I wonder if I really even truly believed in God. Um, And so I eventually tear my knee at the gym and uh, I get prescribed pain, narcotic pain pills. And uh, I get strung out. Uh, I continue to abuse the drugs and the doctor um, says that I, I should be, my knee should be healed. 
and uh, he cuts me off of, of the pain pills that I was prescribed. And so I started getting them illegally on the street. And this just snowballed to where I was doing 20 pain pills a day, all illegally. Um, I couldn't keep a job. You know, life was getting really bad. And um, once, you know, high school was over and everything, I, I couldn't keep a job because of my addiction. Uh, I turned to the only thing that I knew was guaranteed money, and I started dealing drugs. Um, my drug addiction got worse and worse. I started using harder drugs like methamphetamine. I started shooting them up. Um, and eventually I get busted. The, the Madisonville police department, I'm from Madisonville, Kentucky. Uh, nine officers came to my house, busted down my door and busted me for trafficking, uh, drugs and possession of anabolic steroids. Um, it was probably one of the worst day of my life, but it started the recovery process for me. Um, I went to jail. I served some time in jail and eventually was released to Friends of Sinners, where I am employed now. Um, this was probably in 2012 when all of this happened. Okay. And I, um, I didn't want to surrender my heart to Christ. So um, I was kicked out of their program and went back to jail. And this process of jail and rehab and jail and rehab just lasted what seemed to be an eternity until 2016. Uh, I found myself at my home church in Madisonville, one that I hadn't been to in nearly a decade. And uh, there was an altar call. The pastor said, if there's anyone who wants to just commit their hearts to Christ or surrender for the first time or the first time in a long time, come down to the altar. And I ran down to that altar. I surrendered all of my heart to Christ. And I had never been the same since that moment. Oh, wow. That's Jordan. Thank you so much for sharing your story. You know, as as I was listening to you and and you were talking about your childhood and how you were raised and you went to church and then your eyes became distracted. You know, you got your eyes off God and don't we all do that? I mean, mm-hmm. I've got my own story. Everyone has their own story, but when we um, get distracted and we're doing other things and our eyes are not on God or our focus, we start to get weak in our muscles, in our spiritual muscles. You know, we just do. God knew your story because he wrote it. He knew you would say yes to him and you are a powerhouse in his kingdom. And so you're working for friends of sinners. So you've been working for them since when? Since 2019. 2019. Okay. So how would you describe um, Friends of Sinners to someone who's never heard of the program or maybe they've, they've heard of it, but they don't know exactly what it is. Yeah. So we are a Christ centered residential uh, drug recovery program. So what that means is uh, our clients live with us for anywhere from 12 months to 18 months. Um, and we just teach our clients uh, not only how to live a drug-free life, but also how to live uh, a life that's pleasing to the Lord. You know, we don't just address drugs, we address sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we help our clients go to work, we bring them to church, to meetings, and really just try and uh, immerse them with the truth of the Word of God. And um, it's honestly uh, one of the most effective ministries, I think, that I've ever been a part of because our clients truly come in broken, just mm-hmm. desperate for change, desperate for something, for hope. And within a matter of weeks, they their eyes start to get colored again and they start to get hope and 
they get a job and start reconciling with their family. So it's the simple gospel. Mm -hmm. That's right. We know there, there's a lot of great programs out there for substance Mm -hmm. abuse, just a lot. But what would be the reason for a person to attend a program like Friends of Sinners over another program that's maybe secular? So I'll tell you the biggest difference. A secular program will teach you how to be sober. And sober is great, but sober isn't freedom. Only Jesus can set a person free. And that's the difference is sobriety and freedom. I, you know, I was sober when I was locked up all those months, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't free. I'm a free man today because Jesus Christ truly changed my heart, changed my mind. And I am literally a new person. Yes. And you're not looking back. So no, the chains have fallen off. It's not like this daily struggle to stay clean and sober anymore because I'm new. Mm-hmm. Jordan, if someone's out there listening, either a family member or someone that needs help, how would you encourage them to take the next step and to seek help in a Christ-centered substance abuse program? So I'll tell you what my mom did for me. My mom, she was a is a woman of God. She knew that I was struggling and that I wasn't necessarily wanting to change. So she started praying and fasting for me. Fasting is, is a biblical term where, yes. um, you know, you, you stop eating food or you give something to the Lord. You surrender something to the Lord in, in prayer and hoping that God will, you know, break chains, spiritual chains. And that's what happened for me. My mom didn't eat food for two weeks. And toward the end of that two weeks, I, I showed up at her house saying that I needed change. Wow. Um, yes. And so I would encourage someone to pray and to fast and then to look up resources. Uh, obviously, you know, you can check into Friends of Sinners, but there are resources out there, even if you're not in the state of Kentucky. Absolutely. The power of a praying parent. How awesome mm-hmm. is that? Okay, we're going to take a break right here. We'll be back with more Shape by Faith, so everyone stay tuned. Welcome back to Shape by Faith. We shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. My guest is Jordan Wilson. He is a published author. His book is Jesus Greater Than Drugs, The Only War Won by Surrender. Okay, Jordan, I really want to talk about your book in this segment. So what inspired you to write your testimony in your book? Because writing is not easy. It is not. It's one thing to tell your story, but then to actually pen it. So what inspired you? I was one year clean and sober, you know, on fire for the Lord. And I I mean, I still am today, but I attended a revival in central Kentucky. Um, There was probably 200 people at at the church that I was just visiting. This wasn't a home church or anything. Um, And the pastor flew out um, someone from Oregon, from the state of Oregon. And the preacher called me out of a crowd. He had never seen me a day in his life. Uh, and he said, you, you, and he had to describe me because I didn't know he was talking to me. And he said, God told me that you were supposed to write a book, your story. He said, people need to hear it. Wow. And it that just resonated. It stuck with me because I'd never thought about doing that. So um, I waited. I waited about three years, you know, because my story was still being written, you know. Uh, and so I waited about three years uh, and I started writing once I became the development director for Friends of Sinners. Uh, once I got married, had a child, bought a home, and became the youth director for my church, 
I felt like God was leading me to go ahead and start. And I kid you not, I, I, was, I was never planning on writing a book. Don't necessarily claim to be a big writer, but it just poured out of me once I got started. Mm. Uh, it wasn't necessarily easy to find the time, uh, considering that I do have two jobs and a family, but mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to be obedient to the Lord. And as I did it, it poured out of me and we got it published through Amazon. So um, if anyone wanted to order it, it's strictly only on Amazon. Um, but gosh, God just, uh, he made it happen. And I can't believe that it's already finished. You know, it was about six months ago is when we published. Right. Well, you know, like you said, your obedience, but out of our obedience, you know, the spirit of the Lord flows and moves. And so that's, that's why when you wrote it, it just flowed out of you because you said, yes, Lord. And that is so, I love that story. I mean, that would definitely get your attention. Someone calling you out of about oh, yeah. 200 people. Wow. I mean, that would make you think for sure. Um, but thank you for your obedience. And what was, I know you wrote your story and, and I know you were being obedient, but what's the main purpose in writing your story? And, and what do you want people to take away from it? I think it's important that people get hope. They need to see somebody who's actually making it. You know, the new um, stats for drug overdose deaths in the United States reached over 100,000 people. Over 100,000 people in one year have died from a drug overdose death. And it's important that people see, hey, there is somebody who has escaped addiction. How did he do it? Well, I did it through Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's the only way. He is the only way that you can have a freedom from anything, not just drugs, but from anything. True, legitimate freedom is through Jesus Christ alone. And, you know, I was in prayer about a month ago asking God to just give me kingdom ideas. Mm-hmm. And God inspired me to find a way to get a copy of my book into every jail, prison, and juvenile detention center in the United States. Wow. It was a huge, like, <laughs> because to me, that's, okay, this is, too, this, is too, this is too big of a project to take on. But, you know, God's the God of miracles. He's not going to give you a dream that necessarily matches your budget. He's going to give you a dream that uh, is going to call you to faith. That's right. All right. So, Jordan, with that dream, which you are definitely going to pursue, how do you plan on getting a copy into every jail and and juvenile center. Yeah. So we started a GoFundMe. Uh, We figured it out and it's roughly $8 per book because we can get them at cost $8 to get the book shipped to me and shipped to the jail. So it's eight, about $8 per book. So long story short, we, um, we figured out a a rounded number is about Mm $57,000 and on the GoFundMe, Several people have donated. We've already raised $1,600 on the GoFundMe, and two people have reached out through Facebook, through my personal Facebook, and have donated a substantial amount. So this week, we are shipping a book to every jail, prison, and juvenile detention center in the state of Kentucky, and we have enough funds and books to cover Tennessee next week. So it's already wow. happening. Wow. Wow. That is so awesome. <laughs> yeah. That is so, look at God. Look what he does. And with it. your obedience and he will fund the rest of it. We know he will. All right. So let me ask you this. When 
Okay. Um, do you have to talk to someone at the jail and the juvenile center? I mean, are they willing to accept your book? Obviously they are in Kentucky. I mean, what, what do they say? So I have only spoken to about four jails so far over the phone okay. or through Facebook Messenger. And everyone that I've talked to is completely fine with getting that, uh, with getting my book. Um, thankfully it's in paperback so they can accept it. Um, and so in every, with every copy of the book that I mail, um, I'm going to be putting an overall letter of what they're receiving and why they're receiving it and mm-hmm. the, the goal of, of what we're doing here. Um, so do you personally mail them out yourself? Personally. That's right. Uh, my wife and I are, and potentially some friends from church are going to kind of have a shipping party. They're all going to come to my house and mm-hmm. we're going to write down addresses and jails and package them ourselves. And it's a lot of work. Like it's a ton of work, but, uh, we believe that this is God, that we believe that this is, he put this on our hearts. So we're going to make it happen. That's a huge ministry. And I'm not, I'm not trying to put you on the spot or anything right here, but has God given you any insight into, are you supposed to write anything in the cover of the book for these, for these people that will be receiving um, them? (laughs) God hasn't told me yet, but I have stayed in consistent prayer over this. Uh Uh, And I would ask the listeners to, be in prayer that when the books we see are are um, opened at the jail, that not only that the jail and prisons allow them, but that the the readers feel the Holy Spirit as they read and inevitably surrender to Christ. Absolutely. Well, we will be praying for that, Jordan. Um, give us a glimpse into a sample chapter. Yes. So, what can um, we expect? So the beginning is, is a little bit about before addiction, um, but the, the, really the meat of the is just how uh, ridiculous and insane and dark the madness of addiction was. And because so many people, uh, especially, you know, I work with young youth, they don't know about addiction yet. They just see what, the radio says and what movies say and highlight the, the wonderful things, but it's really dark and it'll take you to horrible places. Um, and so, and then it, it doesn't, it ends with God, how he pursued me and what life is like now. Um, and so it ends with hope. Uh, I know you asked for a chapter. I just kind of gave you. No, that's, a, that's okay. That's okay. But, and you're uh, fading, you're fading in and out just a little bit, just to let you know. Oh, okay. Your voice is. Uh, sorry. It's um, okay. Yeah, so it ends on a good note. You know, we know that Christ is the good shepherd who pursues the one that, that walked away, and that's what he did for me. And I believe that he has restored sevenfold everything that I've lost due to addiction. Mm-hmm. And he will continue, he will continue restoring what the enemy has tried to hijack from you. And that's what it is. The enemy tries to take what God has placed in each of us, you know, the gifts and the talents that he's given us to share with others, to point people to him. The enemy comes right in and tries to, he'll use anything, you know, you know, you and I both know that he'll use anything and anyone or 
any any substance to do that. So um, we need to take a really quick break right here. So when we come back, you're going to hear more from Jordan Wilson on Shape by Faith. Everyone's... Winter Fam Fest is coming to Yola Creek Baptist Church Sunday, February 27th, 6 to 7.30 p.m. Kids of all ages and their families are welcome. Stage games, crazy competitions, awesome prizes, lots of high-energy fun. More information available on Facebook at Yellow Creek Kids. Be sure to check out the event video on YouTube. That's Winter Fam Fest coming to Yellow Creek Baptist Church Sunday, February 27th, 6 to 7.30 p.m. More information available on Facebook at Yellow Creek Kids. Welcome back to Shape by Faith. We shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. Jordan, I have really enjoyed listening to your testimony, your story, and just your voice. I mean, if if people are out there listening, they can just hear. They can just hear the joy that you have in your heart. I mean, you do. You're just spilling over with it. And and that's God. And that and that's what he does for each one of us. As we open our hearts to him, I want to talk about friends of sinners or have you talk about it a little bit here. So I understand, I saw this on social media that they're offering counseling, um, to their clients. Is that correct? Yes. This is a relatively new, uh, portion of our ministry that we've started. All right. So tell me, tell me about that. What kind of counseling? It's biblical counseling with, uh, licensed professionals at Deepwaters Counseling. Um, all of our clients, we have 50 clients, 35 men and 15 women. They all receive minimally one hour, uh, professional counseling per week. Wow. That's awesome. I mean, we do need that. I mean, when you're going through things and you're transitioning and, you know, you're, you're bettering yourself, it's good for people to talk to a biblical counselor, um, I think that is awesome. All right, so you have an open house coming up. Friends of Sinners does a volunteer open house on February the 28th. So um, share with us what what that's all about. Sure, yeah. So we're going to meet at Pleasant Valley Community Church in Owensboro from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. And it's really just an opportunity to learn about who we are as a ministry and what we do. And it gives the community, whoever attends, the opportunity to learn how they can get involved. Whether you want to disciple a client, become someone's sponsor, uh, teach a class, uh, do volunteer work, show up here and volunteer, or, you know, give monthly. But we go into great detail of how people can get involved. Okay, what are some classes? Give us some ideas, Jordan, on when you mention teach a class. What does that mean? Anything from... Life skill classes, whether it's budgeting, you know, financial peace class, health class, parenting class, or uh, many of our our volunteer teachers come and they just uh, let the Lord lead them in a biblical class, whether they want to teach something from the Old or New Testament. It's really just uh, the teacher's discretion, whatever the Lord lays on their heart, unless they have a gift. For instance, my wife has a master's in uh, business, and she for a while was teaching financial peace class at the women's house. Okay. That's an area she was strong in. And if there's anyone who, you know, has a certain gift or talent that they would like to use that in our class, then we would encourage that. Okay, tell us about discipleship. What it, what is involved with that? It's very much like sponsoring a client. Um, our disciples meet with our clients once a week, whether they come to our facility or they pick them up and take them out for coffee or for lunch. It's really just a person outside of Friends of Centers, a new face, 
for them to do life with. They'll, ex- you know, exchange phone numbers and, you know, talk about the classes, talk about the struggles. It, and so it's just really a prayer partner, someone to, someone to walk uh, along with them during their entire recovery process. Okay. Um, tell us about the Gideon's 300 Giving Campaign. What's that about? Yes, the Gideon's 300 Giving Campaign started in 2016. Uh, so we've been running it for six years now. And what it is, we are uh, asking for 300 people to make a one-time donation of any amount to the ministry. Uh, Joe Welsh is the executive director, and he was seeking a way to fundraise and think outside of the box. And God led him to the book of Judges in the Bible, where God used 300 people to defeat a much, much larger army. And so we are asking 300 people to let God move on you to make any donation to the ministry. And it has been one of our most successful fundraisers in the past. So we're hoping that that uh, success continues this year. So is that ongoing or is that during a certain period of time? So we launched last week and we'll be launched in and we'll continue this until the end of March. Okay, until the end of March. Okay. So about it's about a six week, uh, six week run. Okay, Jordan, what is next for you? Has God given you any revelation or insight in into what's coming up? You know, uh, I'm just going to pursue Christ with all of my heart. I'm going to try to be the best development director for Friends of Sinners, uh, the best youth director for His Church, the best father to my children, the best husband to my wife, and just seek to please God. Um, What that looks like, I'm not sure, but uh, I know that God's in my future, and I'm very excited about it. Uh, One thing I will tell you is that a film producer reached out to me after reading my book and said he wants to turn it into a movie. Wow, that is awesome. Wow. God is so amazing, Jordan. I mean, just so amazing. I'm so happy for you. And, you know, we're supposed to be encouraging one another, lifting one another up. And I am truly so happy for you. That is awesome. Hey, maybe you'll get to be in it. Well, the producer hopes so. He wants me to be. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, In closing, Jordan, do you mind um, praying as the Lord leads you? Yes. Okay. Lord God, we love you. And we thank you that you did not leave us on this earth, uh, that you're still with us, God, that you lead us and you guide us. God, I pray, Lord, that everyone hearing my voice fills your spirit right now, that they know that they are loved by you as an individual, God, that you know their name and that you are uh, only after their good and your glory. So I pray that we put our trust in you, that you deliver us from all evil and help us keep our eyes on Jesus in Jesus name. Amen. Jordan, it's always a pleasure speaking with you and listening to what God is doing in your life. I just want to thank you for being a guest on Shape by Faith. Thank you, Teresa. Thank Absolutely. You. And thank you for listening. I'm Teresa Rowe. Everyone have a blessed day. Bye. Thank you for listening to Shape by Faith with Teresa Rowe. Remember to visit shapebyfaith.com to find out more about workouts, the TV show, podcasts, blogs, Shape by Faith products, and much more. From the cabinet doors and more.